beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. I'm Zach McCoy. And we are your Oscar Grouches, and welcome back to the Oscar Worthy Podcast, show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong, and what are we watching this week, Zachary? <laughs> Let's hop on down to Hoboken, where you can uh, get organized crime and broken dreams on the waterfront. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I like my, my scratchy voice because it gets a lot deeper, baby. Yeah, yeah I like I, it when I'm sick because I get to do that. <laughs> it's getting a little tingly here. Yeah. I'll, well, I'll discuss later why my voice is so scratchy for anybody listening. Mm-hmm. But until then. Let's do an Oscar breakdown. I guess I shouldn't have moved into that Oscar breakdown until I asked, hey, <laughs> is this everybody's first time watching on the waterfront? <laughs> no. No, here as well. Does, does everybody remember the first time they did watch on the waterfront? I forget um, now. I'm trying I to see if I can find a date. <laughs> I can't remember what I said <laughs> on some other occurrence. You know, I can't remember what I said either, and I feel like it was the AFI, but I feel like I saw it before that. Mm. Yeah, I know I got so, it on DVD when I was in high school. Yeah. yeah. So it's one of those two options. I did it during the AFI watch or sometime before that. So if you remember what I said, hey, hit us up on the social media. Yeah. Jonathan's still looking for that date. <laughs> I'm still. This is why I should put the damn movie title in there. <laughs> I'll keep looking. Mm. But yeah. Okay. You just shout it out whenever you get to it. Well, I will just be randomly going, hey, was this night? <laughs> so, best story in screenplay goes to On the Waterfront, giving Bud Schulberg an Academy Award. It beats out The Barefoot Contessa, written by Joseph L. Mankiewicz. Uh, this is either pronounced Genevieve or Genevieve. I say that because I, I knew a girl in high school who, when I saw her later in life, had changed her name to Genevieve. Oh, I may have told this story on here already. I, I don't recall this one. <laughs> Makes me laugh. Uh, that was written by William Rose. Uh, the Glenn Miller story, mm-hmm. uh, which is written by Valentine Davies and Oscar Brodney. And Knock on Wood, written by Norman Panama and Melvin Frank. Okay. Panama. <laughs> I wasn't going to do it, but I'm glad you did. Uh, I could see it in your eyes, so I had to do it for you. I could see it in your smile. Uh, best uh, on the waterfront wins best motion picture, giving Sam Spiegel for Columbia Pictures an Academy Award. Oh yeah, wins best director, giving Ilya Kazan an Academy Award. It wins best actor, giving Marlon Brando an Academy Award. Uh, it is nominated for three best supporting actor Academy Awards, including Lee J. Cobb, the great Carl Mulden, and Rod Steiger. It wins Best Supporting Actor, giving Eva Marie Saint an Academy Award. Screenplay, of course. April 2021. Uh, April 20th, 2021? No, I just got April 2021. That's as best as I can get. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Where was I? Uh, It is nominated for Best Music Score of Dramatic or Comedy Picture, giving Leonard Bernstein an Academy Award nomination. Loses to The High and Mighty, giving Dimitri Tiomkin. The Academy Award. Uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers wins Best Scoring of a Musical Picture. Throw that out there. (laughs) Uh, It wins Best Art Direction Black and White, giving Richard Day an Academy Award for Art and Set Direction. It wins Best Cinematography Black and White, giving Boris Kaufman an Academy Award. 
Boris Kaufman. Uh, Boris Kaufman. Uh, where's Bradley Cooper's movie about Boris Kaufman? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it wins Best Film Editing, giving Gene Milford an Academy Award. And that's the Oscar breakdown. That's a, that's a robust breakdown. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's, that is a busy, busy breakdown, and I like it. All right. Well, let's talk about this movie. Let's talk about this movie. I so, think I remember not being the biggest fan of this on the first watch. Okay. I liked it on this watch. I liked it a lot on this watch. So, I don't know. Maybe I was just being a dick that day or something. I, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I... um. I listened to a little bit of the other episode, not the whole thing, but you did like it last time too. Did I? Yeah. You're like, hmm. I like this. It's kind of mob shit. Yeah. And that was it's kind of the thing shit. I was watching. I was like, did I not like this the first time? Cause I love this mob shit. Yeah. But all right. Been, cool. Well, good to know. Just, yeah. It's just been like a year and a half or two and a half years now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you've had some time apart from it. Right. Well, yeah, I, I fucking really enjoyed this movie. You know, you Every time I watch this movie, I think I like it a little more. It, there you go. <laughs> it's so good. I, I feel... Oh, go ahead, boss. I was just going to say, I don't know if that's possible for me, but I also might have that. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. <laughs> watch this movie so many times in my life at this point that I'm just like, is this just one, this is just one of the greats? Yeah. It's up there for a reason. Yeah. You know, I, um, I'd, when I first watched it, I watched it, you know, by itself, I just like sought it out, and now the last two times I've seen it have been in the, obviously the best picture, and then then the best original screenplay run up. And so it's it kind of flavors my watch a little differently because I'm looking for different things. And when you're critical of so many movies week after week, the really great ones, I think they really do stand out. At least for me, you know, because you notice less flaws or things that you like more and it it's excellent uh, there's a couple of things i'll say about it in a minute but um no yeah. my only criticism on this entire movie is it just seems like brando's wearing a lot of makeup <laughs> like a lot yeah, right <laughs> probably is probably is those, those, um well he's a handsome box. fucking devil and, though <laughs> and you know boxer and, eyes and things yeah and, and one of the big problems with like a lot of makeup now is that we keep cleaning these pictures up so it's noticeable. Uh, yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. hey, here you go. Here's this in 4K. It's like, oh, geez, you can see all the caked on makeup. But when you're watching it in like 720, you're like, this is fine. <laughs> no, I watch this on like TV. <laughs> yeah, but man, so... this. <clears throat> yeah, this is this is going to be one of those ones. Yep, this is one of those ones uh, where it's it's it, it's hard to talk about because it's. <laughs> Just that the good. <laughs> the script is too good. It's it's so it's got such a neo-realist quality to it. Like the yeah, the dialogue is so on the nose. Yep. So this is the one thing that I've been like trying to think in my head, like what order am I gonna talk about this or what like I'm having a hard time because I think I feel like the screenplay is so good, but then I'm like is it as good as I think it is because the acting is so good? Like the, or maybe it's just no. both. <laughs> it, it, 
I I think it's one hand washing the other. I think it's mm-hmm. this this screenplay is so good it attracted the level of talent that's in it, mm-hmm. and then the level of talent looked at the words on the page and went, "If I don't if I don't put everything into this fucking movie, why am I here?" And they made these they made every line of dialogue as important as the last. And my God, Brand Brando's so good in this film. He is. I mean, it's one of the greats. Yeah. Considered one of the greats, and I, I feel the same every time I watch it. It's you know, it's cited I, as ushering in a new type of acting. Really, I mean, he like you see this kind of thing that that James Dean would get into with the um, subdued, realistic kind of method acting that they do. But it's so cool to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. It sucks when that process yields something this good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With or without the method acting, it's just the, the style of, um, again, I guess you said like the, the realism, you feel like you're watching real people and then real situations. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. So, yeah. So one of the things that I'm just kind of looking at here is it looks like, so I, was, I saw on Wikipedia, this movie was suggested by a 24 oh, yeah. page article. Uh, called crime on the waterfront mm-hmm. right but they but they probably didn't i don't know i haven't read this article mm-hmm. my my guess is none of these names are the same the events aren't the same uh that it's kind of like hey here's a thing that's happening and they're like okay well yeah, i i see that happening in the real world let me write that you know that'd be like yeah law and order saying or yeah or saying like martin scorsese needs to credit whomever in his neighborhood for mean streets. Right. Sure. sure. Like mean, mean streets feels like it was just shot on <laughs> the mean streets of Martin Scorsese's neighborhood. And like, none of, of those people feel like they're acting. Yeah. Yeah. But fair enough. Yeah. I yeah. think it's so, uh, go on. so we, you know, we've talked about, um, either Kazan and his issues, yeah, I don't want to go into. Yeah, I don't want to go into too much of that because we spent a lot of time. Like, go listen to our best picture on that. Go yeah. listen to our letter to Elia, uh, Thursday's episode. We got we got plenty on us talking about Elia, right? Um, but I didn't but realize on. that uh, Bud Schulberg had been um, accused of being a communist, or maybe he was actually part of the Communist Party. So it's interesting that they paired up for this, mm-hmm. and um, he's also. Jewish, so it's a lot of uh, probably a lot of personal experience that went into this script. Probably, uh, yeah, he w- was a member of the Communist Party. Schulberg quit in protest after he was ordered by high-ranking party member John Howard Lawson to make changes to the novel of who, what makes Sammy run. Mm. So uh, he uh, quit the Communist Party over artistic differences. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> new one to me. <laughs> While serving in the Navy during World War II, he was assigned to the Office of Strategic Services working with John Ford's documentary unit. And, oh, following VE Day, he reportedly witnessed the liberation of Nazi concentration camps. Goodness. And he was involved in gathering evidence against war criminals for the Nuremberg trials. Quite a oh. guy. Well, here's, here's Schulberg also named names to the HUAC, so. Oh, uh-oh. So uh-oh. I guess that's why... Still, apparently still very bitter over the what makes Sammy run. <laughs> <laughs> hey. uh, uh, 
Well, that's that's all interesting, but it's a hell of a script. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it just feels so important in a way. Um, you know, getting this type of uh, politics and stuff in the films, which at least in this series we haven't really seen. We've seen a little bit with you know uh, the great McGinty. So, yeah, that just felt like a real, like a real broad stroke on the political process than it did like a, a real pointed. Yeah. Yep. Like this, this is really like, this is, this is where the problems in the political system are this kind of influence and this kind of stronghold on certain, uh, words, words are escaping me right now. <laughs> uh, like unions and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, yeah. So, so while great McGinty is just real overall, like politics are silly, right? Uh, look how silly politics are. But this is this is just happening. This one's more like things are bad, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's bad. <laughs> things are dangerous, and uh, people people are dying because they're they're bumping up against the wrong sort of people. Yeah, um, so many good um, interactions and exchanges in this film, either between Brando and um, <laughs> shouldn't be reading notes while you're trying to talk. Who, who are you thinking there? Well, I was going to say Edie. I wanted to use her real name since I used his real name. Uh, Eve Marie Saint. Uh, Eve Marie Saint. Yeah. They're, uh, they got good chemistry, good good exchanges, and, and just the way he, they like dial into each other, and they both seem so broken because they are. And, you know, the scenes yeah. with, with uh, him and his brother. Oh, him and Rod Steiger together yeah. on screen. Yeah. Just everything. So many well, things think, yeah. in their life if they just made one decision different yeah i think the chemistry between him and uh carl malden mm-hmm. that, that 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 shit is just oh yeah and and like... then they carry <laughs> they carry that shit over to uh to street car name desire they're so good yep. together yeah just those those two should have been a like a film team i mean i always get excited to see carl malden in anything so sure he gets a lot of um you know some of the monologues i guess but they're they're good and they're they're deep and meaningful and, and he does them such oomph and the, mm-hmm. the way they're seen, especially the one at the bottom of the, um, the ship um, after the, the one guy is crushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <coughs> oh. All right. Well, again, as Paul brought up, this is one of those hard to talk about movies because a we've talked about it. <laughs> we have gushed over it and there's only but so much that one can gush over such a, just iconic film. Like, I mean, right. this is... and it's, it's one of those things I could, if we had the time and we had, you know, the funds to like produce this podcast and we could go through this fucking movie line by line. I oh, do yeah. it. Oh yeah. Oh God. I do it <laughs> in a heartbeat. Every single line I would just take apart and, Oh God, it, it's a good, it's movie. so much. It is a good movie. All right. Well, any, uh, any additional notes on this film, gentlemen? You know, I think we had a really good episode on the best picture, and we had a guest there too. I and he and he was really good. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely recommend going back and listening to that too, and checking out the movie because it will not disappoint. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Yeah, I I just love this movie, and I love it forever. And I own it on Criterion, and uh, I may I may rewatch it here again. Yeah, I need to yeah, get so, Criterion. So good. Yeah. It's a good criterion. It is meaty. 
All right. Well, Paul, I'm yeah. uh, assuming that this film is in the registry. All right. Would you like to try to give me a year? It's got to be 89, doesn't it? Like 89. Like, I just feel like it should be 89. But Paul just kind of gave this. Mm, it should face. No, that was why the I I went and I set up all my tabs and I set up the National Film Registry tab the way I like it so I could read it by the years of the, the films were released. Mm. And I go back to the tab and it's rearranged it back to the years that they got in. Son of a bitch. So now I had to like scroll all the way back up to the top, reset it, and then scroll all the way back. And it was just taking forever. All right. So what was your guess? Uh, 89. 89. Yeah. Hey, look at that. It's 1989. Hooray! Yeah. One doesn't even feel like it should be celebrated because <laughs> it's this movie. <laughs> right. Like, there, there are a few gimmies. Citizen Kane and this are two of them. Yeah. Uh, other films from the year that made it in. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Sabrina, starring Humphrey Bogart and Audrey Hepburn. Beautiful. Uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Uh, Star is Born, starring Judy Garland. Mm-hmm. Those are those are some of the highlights. Yes. All right. Well, let's get into our worst two judgments. I'm almost a little upset that you said it correctly. Yeah, I've done it three <laughs> times in a row, and I've made sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Zach. Hello. Does this movie deserve best original screenplay? I've seen one other in the category, which is the Glenn Miller story. And it's a, a wonderful movie, you know, sad, obviously. Um, yeah, but excellent. I uh, picked that up at second and Charles when we were covering best picture, watched it then. And I think it's great screenplay, but just not quite this one. So yes, absolutely on the waterfront deserved best original screenplay. I have not seen anything again, but I don't think it would matter because it's on the waterfront. Yeah, it deserved it. Paul? Um, I have also seen Glenn Miller story. Uh, it's a great film. As Zach said, very sad. Um, and I've always liked that big band era, which is oh yeah, why I was so attracted to the cherry poppin' daddies in high school. <laughs> not proud. And I uh, danced to In the Mood at the wedding. Oh, that's a, what a good song. What a good standard. Um, and I've seen the Barefoot Contessa. And, you, you know, it's it's Joseph L. Mankiewicz. He, he writes bangers. The guy fucking yeah. rules. <laughs> He's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as that goes, I, I think I think On the Waterfront is one of those impenetrable scripts that is as good as it is sold to you. Um, there's the, the dialogue is so good. And... Mm. Again, those actors just make it, make a meal out of every line, and they do, uh, and it just makes it it makes it feel even better. So, uh, yeah, uh, I don't I don't think as good as Barefoot Contessa and Glenn Miller story are. I don't think there's any competition. Like Glenn Miller story probably probably four and a half four stars. Barefoot Contessa probably about the same. Uh, this is yeah. the this is the Dave Meltzer six. I, <laughs> It's so good. All right. Well, Zach, is this the worst best original screenplay? Absolutely not. Um, you know, as we were just sitting here and 
you know, like like you said, it's hard to talk about the film, but I was just thinking again about the the scene where um he comes back to the pigeons after he's uh you know had his day in court and the kid's like a pigeon for a pigeon. Like that that shit breaks my heart, you know, yeah. no matter how many times I've seen it. And it's just such good writing. Um so I have been flirting with the position that I'm going to put this on. And I think as of today, it's going to be my number one. Oh, uh, hell yeah. <laughs> nice. I love it. It's like, it's like you said, when you watched um, uh, sunset Boulevard, Paul, I could watch citizen Kane. That could be my number one again, but mm, I don't know. Uh, so I've got it. My number one. <laughs> no, it's not the worst, but I chose the cowards route. I still think Citizen Kane is just a a better written script because um, it's fucking Citizen Kane. But it's fucking yeah. Citizen Kane. This is the <laughs> first movie to finally beat the Great McGinty. Ooh, for me, fuck so. yeah! So this is my number two. Paul, I'm I'm having a lot of trouble on this one. I really, <laughs> yeah. really, really am. I think this script is just airtight. It's so. I, I'm just going to use the word impenetrable again. It yeah. nothing can pierce it. It's just that well written and it's so beautiful. And this could easily be my number one. I have it at my number three right now. Still got Sunset Boulevard on the top. I still got Citizen Kane on the top. And I honestly feel like these three movies. Yeah, I could interchange them day after day. Like, oh, I could wake up tomorrow and just be like ah oh, shit i ranked it way too low it should be number one and then i'll wake up the next morning and be like no no <laughs> what's this? I, i'm yeah yeah uh you know it, <laughs> it's one of those opinions i i honestly find kind of boring for myself where i'm like oh yeah my top three are fucking sunset boulevard citizen kane and all the waterfront but they're all that fucking good <laughs> they are yeah they are <laughs> that's before we came out here i was like i had the question in my head if it's if it's better than I think it is because of the acting, I'm going to put it at number three because it's still great regardless. But talking about it, it helped me solidify my number one. Yeah, um, it 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 feels it, it feels amazing. Yeah, it it feels so just like run of the mill fucking film studies <laughs> top three right now. But <laughs> it's gonna I, we're we're gonna get wackier as we go though. I'm sure we will. I mean, I still have Lavender Hill Bomb at number five. So, <laughs> <laughs> what are we gonna do? Um, yeah, yeah. This film fucking rules. I love this movie so much. All right. Well, I guess sorry for the short episode here, but again, yeah. you know this movie's great. If you haven't watched it, go fucking watch this movie. Right. Go fucking watch this movie. Right. So, on that note, my name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on the Twitter, Twitch, TikToks, and on the letterbox at alternate.com. All I'm watching is Sopranos. I'm almost done. Nice. But then I'm just going to watch Rebels because, god damn, Ahsoka is such a good show. Oh, yeah. Watch that. Um, I saw a guy with a t-shirt this weekend that said, uh, New Jersey, choose your boss. And it was uh, Tony Soprano and Bruce Springsteen. Oh, wow. <laughs> 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 nice. Nice. Speaking of this weekend, why why was your voice scratchy, Paul? Is that why your Wait, voice is on. scratchy? Hold on, no. Aren't, aren't we doing the Well, we'll let we'll let Zach tell us where we can find him first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you can find me on Critiker, Zach Master, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R. 
TikTok House Havoc, Letterboxd by searching my name. Yeah, Mr. Workman. You can follow me at Shark Dressman on TikTok, where Joseph Tappy and I are covering all sorts of shark-related content. You could follow me at Father of the Fear on Letterboxd, maybe Instagram. I don't know. Um, and on Letterboxd, I'm keeping a running tally of all the films I watched. And this week I went and watched 30-some-odd fucking ska bands out at Fort Monroe, <laughs> Virginia for Supernova Ska Fest. Yeah. Three days... Three days of nothing but ska in its various and beautiful forms uh, representing the wide history of its many, many iterations. And my voice was shot on. If, if we would have recorded this on Saturday, you, I could not have even like <laughs> strung a sentence together. It was gone. It's way too low. Yeah. He would just have to pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Yep, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you guys. I, if you like ska music, which you should, because it is the perfect form of music, and it should be on everybody's top 20 lists of their favorite albums every year, every once. If, if it isn't on your top 20 list, you're listening to boring music. Gotcha. I do listen to boring music. <laughs> For anybody, uh, I, I just like making fun of Zach for <laughs> not including ska bands because he hates ska. Um, so much that I'm probably going to go to the <laughs> festival next year if I can. Yeah, I'm planning on it. If they, no, well, I'll hate, I'll I hate listen. No, they don't do it every year. I don't know if they're like they did it, they didn't do it last year, but mm. they, they did it in 2021, they didn't do it last year, and they did it this year. Okay, so they they didn't, they haven't announced when they're doing it again yet. I kind of want it to be two years from now mm. so that, so yeah. that I have time. Like there are things I want to do next year. And right. if it comes next year, I'm going to feel like forced at that point to do it. Um, because honestly, like I'm telling you, this is the best chillest fucking festival or any, any concert that I've ever been to. Nice. We, we went for three days. We, you could you could bring chairs, you can bring your own coolers and snacks. You could bring all your own food if you want. So it's it it, it could be a pretty thrifty thing. Mm -hmm. Uh we, when we paid for tickets, they let us do it in a payment plan. So we didn't pay it all at once. We were paying like fifty dollars a month for tickets uh until until we paid them off. And like we brought our our we went with a friend and she brought a picnic blanket and we just set our stuff on that picnic blanket and we walked all around this festival. It wasn't huge. Yeah. But you know, it it was a, a pretty decent size. Like there were two there were two stages, there was a beer tent, like a huge beer tent, and a fucking merch tent that was massive and food trucks everywhere. And I mean, we just left our stuff and we walked around and we would keep coming back and there's just nobody Nobody was there to be an asshole. No, everybody was there to have a good time and everybody was there to be part of a community and it yeah. felt like a community and it felt good. It felt good to belong somewhere and mm. it, and it felt nice to celebrate this thing that we all love, which is this music that's about unity and love and peace and, you know, fucking throwing off the shackles of, societal norms and bullshit and i yeah it was the most it, it, 
I feel hyperbolic when I say it, but it was the best weekend I've ever had in my entire life. It's amazing. I can't think and, of a single uh, asshole that I've ever met that enjoys ska music. Right? <laughs> it, and, and that's it's, it. It's almost cloying at this point. Like, they're just too fucking happy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so funny because ska is such like I know that's the thing. I like you can think of it. the most depressing ska song ever, and you're still like watching dude skank into it. You're just like no, yeah, it's, yeah. it's too fucking happy. Yeah. Well, the ha- the happy, but even just genuine and good. Like yeah, because, because of the because, nature of the music and because the nature of the music is about is a is about dance. I mean, it was a dance yeah. hall style music, and when it when it really started looking into like societal injustices and things like that <coughs> like you the the dance is still there to it but like you know you 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 listen to these things but you're dancing like against those things and it's like hey i feel better about how shitty society is because i'm fucking moving and i'm having a good time with people that are are like are like-minded and are having a good time with me and we just mm-hmm. all want to fucking have a good time and dance yeah. and that's what it was like these like i was just jumping in and out of circle pits and like people were like losing fucking keys and cell phones in the circle pits and then somebody would pick them up and stand on the side of the circle pit just holding it up yeah and we just yeah. like like i was standing next to someone who picked up a cell phone and they were holding the cell phone up and I was taller than them. So I was like using my arm to point to the cell phone and then like four other people came over and we were all like, <laughs> Hey, check your pockets for your phone. Like the, it was community, man. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, someone fell in the pit, they would stop and they would all pick them up, make sure they were okay. And then they would go again and they would just, you know, it, there was, there was no aggression. Like even, even in the mosh pits, like when, when you would start moshing, they were still like a, hey man, I'm gonna I'm gonna push you a little bit, but I just I'm, I'm not pushing you enough to get you down. I'm just pushing you enough to let you know that like we're we're doing this thing. Yeah, and it was great, and I, I I've decided I'm never gonna be happy again because <laughs> I was too happy this weekend. There's too much joy. <laughs> I used it all up. It's all downhill from there. Yeah, until the next cop fest, and then. Uh, my joy reserves will be <laughs> no I'm kidding I'm apparently going to go see monster trucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah monster trucks <laughs> that's monster trucks rule just, gotta, uh, what just keep tapping into those unbridled uh, unadulterated forms of joy that's right that's right I, I, I got out my my love and unity, and now I gotta now I gotta scratch the white trash. <laughs> <laughs> vroom, vroom. I'm gonna I'm gonna eat some Salisbury steak. I gotta see fucking monster trucks. Just <laughs> say we don't have culture. You know, <laughs> it's the simple joys of this life, and one of those joys is watching big trucks jump over fucking ramps of dirt. <laughs> I love the fact that every time Monster Jam comes to uh, Des Moines, there's only one place, and it's an arena. And it gets shut down early every freaking time because of the exhaust. <laughs> because it's a fucking arena, it's like a dome. Like, is this at the Coliseum yeah, or where? Is... Yeah, we're seeing it at Hampton Coliseum. Yeah, I saw. Uh, I went to Monster Jam once at Hampton Coliseum, and I took I took Owen and my dad took my nephew Ben and. Uh, 
Ben couldn't handle the noise mm-hmm. or the vibrations or whatever. Because I don't know if you've ever been to a fucking monster truck show in a coliseum like that. <laughs> you can feel those trucks rumbling in your chest. Mm. That shit's hardcore. But yeah. But anyway, so uh, we're planning on taking the boys and we're going to see giant trucks. Nice. Jump over yeah. some dirt. <laughs> Friday, Friday, Friday. <laughs> Thank you for sharing the story. Yes. Your happiness Uh, makes me happy. And I would love to hear it. Yes. I, I really want to share fucking Scott Bass with everyone. Like, I really wish everybody could have been there with me. I I just want everybody to know that kind of happiness. Uh, Mm -hmm. Nope. I'm just going to be over here crying now. (laughs) (laughs) Zach, tell the people what we're watching next week. Oh yeah. We're watching a movie called (laughs) interrupted melody, which Apparently isn't streaming anywhere, but hopefully we we've got a copy that we can watch and tell you all about it. <laughs> yeah, we'll let you know. All right. Well, <laughs> with that, we'd like to thank Trav from our sister podcast, Loving Up Benjamin Banks, for producing our show. We'd like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue uh, for our beautiful artwork. We'd like to thank uh, no, no Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We'd like if you could, wow blah 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 blah. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Pod and on Facebook, the Oscarsity Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the almighty algorithm. Al Gore, Al Gore, algorithm. <laughs> that was nice. Give us five stars, please, and um, we'll keep doing this thing. Pay for five stars, but you're only need the edge. <laughs> so, four. Jonathan and Zach and our beautiful acting and writing union without whom films like this would not be possible. We'd like for you all to have a damn fine day.